Oh, I got one. Start. Go ahead. We're recording. Live from the steps of the United States Capitol, it's Bacon Warrior Podcast, second annual January 6th special. Woo! With special guest, Gary McNamara. The QAnon shaman, live from his jail cell. And most importantly, Spartan Dog 97, Lucas Whitney, and Carter Landis. <laughs> I was going to say something else, but I'll leave it for our little chat. I don't want to go that far. Uh, yeah, it's our jail. It's from Nuremberg. It's Hunter Dickinson. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we're done with the pod. We can just. I can just upload it like right now. It's not going to get better than this moment. We're a dead man walking. Uh, speaking of Hunter Dickinson, we're just going to get right into it. Basketball. Um, we've we've gone two and zero since we last spoke before Christmas. Hope everyone had a great Christmas and a happy New Year, um, and a happy Honda Days, Toyota Thon, whatever you celebrate in your household. Um. Yeah, we went two and zero. We beat Buffalo by what eighteen ish points, something yep. like that. nineteen points, I think. Twenty one, I believe. It was over okay, twenty, somewhere on there. And then we uh, we were whooping Nebraska's ass, and it looked a little looked a little looked a little shitty for like the first part of the second half, and then we pulled away, uh, one by eighteen. That's a good Big Ten win. Um, and now we focus on in less than forty eight hours. Uh, what time is the game on Saturday? I'm assuming noon, right? Two thirty. Yeah, we're, we're yeah we're the two thirty game. We're the probably. CBS, I have a dentist right? appointment at the same time. You oh, know, you have a what? I have a dentist appointment at the same time on Saturday. Two thirty. Two thirty. A dentist is open on Saturday. That's Lucas. weird. Lucas. 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 Two two thirty. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> I'm a fucking. <laughs> Oh my God, we're yeah we're on Fox, so that could be Gus Johnson calling the game, right? Could I believe be? it is Gus Johnson. I I think the Fox isn't that like Johnson and isn't Bill Rafferty? I think it's Bill Rafferty. Yeah, Rafferty. Yeah, get those puppies organized. I love I love Bill so much. Um, I'm okay with Gus, but I don't know what the line is. Um, I'm going to assume it's pretty close to even. If not, we're fair by what a couple points. Yeah, um, I'm not seeing a line right here. Not well, on ESPN. Really at come least. out until like really close to the game. I'm gonna look. I mean the the FPI has us winning by a a lot. Gives us a seventy percent chance to win. Wow, I'm a little. I mean, I mean, I'm not surprised, but I'm also a little surprised. Um, you know, we're t- we're two and one in the conference. Obviously, we had that stinker against Northwestern. Michigan is three and zero. Oh. They just got done. Um, whooping on Maryland pretty good. And I mean, I think they're up 16, nothing to start that game. I'm sure Hunter Dickinson was flexing big time. Um, you know, just, you know, just thinking about the things he can call other coaches and teams was just getting ready in his head to, for this moment. Um, he was getting, he was getting his post game. He was getting his post game ritual lined up, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I I think we're gonna win this game. I I just wonder if we're gonna have like that five to ten minute stretch where we just suck ass and let them come back into it. Like, say we're winning by like ten at half, 
and then we have a shitty stretch and they end up taking the lead and it's just this nail biter to the end. I mean, I think I'm kind of overestimating it a little bit, but I don't I don't know what to think right now about this team. Yeah. Michigan football has this thing where they come out of the locker room and it's like they collectively took pre they collectively mainlined pre-workout. They come out firing all cylinders. Anything that they were weak against in the first half, they they shut down entirely. The offense starts firing. And Michigan basketball, like I assume, has to has to just go through ki- kilograms of black tar heroin in the locker room <laughs> because they come out of the locker room so sluggish. It's like they drink they drink a glass of warm milk and Doug Wojcik reads them a bedtime story, and then it's like, okay, it's, let's go second half. It, it's insane. I don't get it. Yeah. What we need to do is instead of just the warm milk, we need to put some Powerade in it. Um, yep. Yeah. Like like combo. That's what we have to do. Um, you know, get the get the electrolytes going. I I think we're gonna win this game, but I don't know. I mean, if if Tyson Walker is on fire, like if he's on, and Hogard Hogard's been pretty good turnover wise. If Hogard doesn't turn the ball over, if at all. I think our guards can get us to the victory regardless of I think it's a mismatch right now between Mad Madi and Hunter. I mean, I still think it's a slight mismatch, but this is Madi's moment to in front of this rabid home crowd to to show people, yes, I really have gotten better from last year. Michigan guards don't really scare me. Like I no. think that I think like Hunter Dickinson and Probably Jet Howard are the only guys who I would only be worried about. And basically with Jet Howard, it's just get within like two feet of him on the perimeter and put a hand up. Just don't let him shoot the ball. And then Dickinson, just, you know, let him do what he wants. And then who else is going to beat you on that team is my question. Like, who's their starting point guard since uh, Jalen Llewellyn went down? Is it it Doug McDaniel? I think it's McDaniel, yeah. I was going to say, I think they want to. Some there's been a push to have Buffkin play point guard, but I don't think he's a point guard. I think he has a similar skill set to Jaden Akins. Um, so I mean, there's not really anyone on Michigan that really threatens me. I think they shoot the ball okay from beyond the arc, and I don't think they're as good defensively as they have been under Juwan Howard in years past. But this year, I don't think they're as good. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm not super worried about this Michigan team. I mean, they look at the teams they've struggled with and then look at the teams they beat. It's not exactly the same as ours. I think that this crowd is going to come out, especially having the crowd at their back. It's going to be, I think it's going to be similar to, uh, to last year's game. Remember how Joey Hauser guarded Dickinson in that game in the second half? Yeah. He was locking him yeah. up. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think, I think the big key to I think the big key to Saturday and and the rest of the season going forward is if they share the ball like they shared it on Tuesday night. I don't know if there are many teams in the country, let alone the Big Ten, that will be able to beat them. The way that they were passing, finding open guys, creating creating shots for each other. I mean, that is the ideal Tom Izzo offense and. Like, this team runs it perfectly, and I don't think it's a coincidence that they're running it so well when they have 
when they have an experienced point guard, someone who's been in the program for a few years, and then a backup point guard who's only a freshman, but is playing really fucking well. I mean, Trey Holloman is like, Trey Holloman is, is, is special. He is, he is a lockdown defender. Has With, anyone dropped more than 15 points on Trey Holloman? Of course not. With Trey so, Holloman, like you think Spartan dog and you think, you think Trey Holloman, the kid is a competitor. He is going to get in the opposing guard's face. So, I mean, and Hogard's a great defender too. So imagine him and Holloman and the next year, Jeremy Fears, who just from everything we've seen is an extension of another extension of a Tom Izzo point guard, like a Tom Izzo on the floor is another one just right down the pipeline. That's that's next year. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I mean, Fears, the floor general, everyone. Is uh, he's yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Floor general. The floor general. The yeah, floor general. I, so, you know, I, yeah, like you said, Carter, there are two guys on this team who are like, who scare me. And I don't know, like, like Madi, like the sample size is there, right? He, he effectively, when he was not, he had Drew Timmy in hell, basically. If Drew Timmy, if Drew Timmy wasn't getting an all American whistle, in that aircraft carrier game, MSU probably wins. I'm not blaming they the refs. Win. That final play was bullshit, but like yeah. Drew, Drew Timmy was getting an all-American whistle. Like that's that's just what it is. It happens, and I mean, yeah. look what he did to Oscar Shibway. I mean, it was Shibway's first game back, but like that's he was the defending Naismith player of the year. He he had him in a bind for, for a good portion of that game. Um yeah, I'm I'm excited for Saturday. I'm tempted to go, but I'm shell shocked after the Notre Dame game that I went to. So I don't want to. I don't want to make that that risk yet. Um, yeah, Lucas, test that theory out against Purdue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should just go to Mackey. I should just go to the Mackey Purdue game. <laughs> you can go sit with Slicknick in the stands. Ugh. <laughs> Do you think he? Do you think he talks out loud like he tweets? Was twelve, <laughs> no. down ten, down no, to fourteen. I bet, I bet he is just steel trap. I bet it's all on the phone. Quiet. Um, I don't know. I I just I want to win, but you know it it'd be nice. You know we've last couple of years we've kind of beat the shit out of them at home. Um, no matter how good or bad we are, except for twenty twenty, but that twenty twenty one that was a COVID year. You know. We found a way to win, but um, I was say, yeah, we beat them at the and we beat them. It was close, but we beat them. Um, so you know that I I just want to see and you know I want to talk about Hunter a little bit. Like he, I I. I... Okay, so <laughs> good. He him saying that shit about oh I took I made sure that that Izzo Hitler segment was taken down. Um, that's you backtracking, buddy. Cause you know, there's a chance you might get your ass kicked this weekend. And there is a chance that you might get swept by MSU this year. I don't know. Going to Chrysler. It's a fucking nine o'clock game. I hate that shit on the East coast. That's for another day. But, um, 
he's totally backtracking. He's totally trying to paint himself as a noble guy that just had a week, a moment of weakness. Um, you know, but that podcast is full of like the dumbest people I've seen. Like Marty Mush going, you Michigan State fans are soft. I just, I, you know, the whole Hitler thing. Like, just shut the fuck up, dude. No one fucking cares. Like that podcast is so irrelevant. Oh my God. You know, I, your impression, you know who Marty Mush sounds like? I'm trying to uh, get, paint a picture, but yeah, go ahead. Kyle's cousin, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. yeah he sounds like if kyle's cousin was grown up yeah like kyle's cousin kyle is an adult yeah i, I don't want to the... say i don't want to talk like him because then it comes off as a really bad stereotype i was um, gonna say i was thinking of like the lice thing from the from that lice episode <laughs> yeah i'm Get trying, to think, I'm trying to think of the little league one uh, I I don't I don't want to say something and have it come off as me getting canceled or like thick listening to it and trying to cancel me like he did before with us. Um, I just think it's so funny like how Hunter Dickinson like in those episodes of that podcast he's gone on like the games before he's like talked a bunch of trash like he'll go into the next game and just look like garbage. And <laughs> he, no, lose. no, he's a part of that podcast. He's like a host. Yeah, he like what did he say? He's like like take my over on points and stuff, and like he said uh, they would beat Arizona State by twenty. They lost by twenty five. Um, he said they were North Carolina. Yes, he said they were going to beat North Carolina. Um, close game, but they lost. And he said they were Baycott, dude. Baycott was giving them buckets too. Oh, Baycott was working them. Um, who else did they say they were going to beat? Um, he's like has just such a bad track record with um with what he says about himself and his team. And it makes me think, like, what does Juwan Howard do with disciplining these guys? It makes me think he doesn't. Nothing. He doesn't. Like, if that were if if um if Joey Hauser went on a podcast like that, like if he was here on up here with us, Joey Hauser come on the pod. We wouldn't see him till late February. Oh yeah, you would. He would disappear off of social media like that. Like just within a snap, Izzo is on his ass. Like Izzo probably has just like this abandoned warehouse in Dewitt Township or something where he sends players who do like that. Like Pierre Brooks getting like disciplined for a half. Like get get your shit together, Jawan. You know, like can. Like, slap Hunter on the wrist and, you know, say, okay, look, man, take a break from this pod during the season. And, yeah, it's it's a round ball, I don't know, whatever, round ball rock or whatever the stupid podcast is called. Why is he on a podcast in the middle of the season? Like, why is that not like an off-season thing? I've seen athletes who do, like, off-season podcasts. Right. But I haven't seen it, like, guys do it in season. That's kind of strange. It's just a weird – I find it weird to to do, like – I mean, I'm I'm sure he's got the easiest school schedule, you know, so that's and, not something. What's that? And, like, Sav, Sav said it, too. Sav said this really well. It's like people who listen to dedicated college basketball podcasts, they don't want to listen to morons talk about college basketball. They want to listen to nerds crunch Torvik. Like, yep, they, want advanced, they want advanced analytics. They don't want fucking Marty Bush talking about how – talking about what fan bases are soft. No. Like you're completely like you're completely misunderstanding the audience. Like if people who 
co- casual college basketball fans will just like listen to John Rothstein on part of my tape. Like they're right. not gonna, they don't give a fuck. Because I, I like to listen to Rothstein, how fucking crazy he is. And I like to listen to him banter back and forth with Big Cat and PFT. Like, I'm not a casual, I mean, I guess I kind of am a casual college hoops fan, but like, yeah, and I have no interest in listening to that podcast of theirs. Like, I just, I just saw the the name and went, not interested, thank, you know. Go Geen. Nope, go Geen. Um, Dude, I think we can segue into our next thing. Um, the John Rothstein for tweets. DeMar Hamlin. Yeah, ju- <laughs> the, the John Rothstein tweets where, like, DeMar, everyone's, like, on the timeline. Oh like, oh, my God, God, he just, like, collapsed on the field. And he's like, grab your nitroglycerin pills. That's, like, <clears throat> the, the, okay, the context, listen, the timing. Is... I'll, I'll defend I'll defend Rothstein here, okay? The timing was awful. God awful. Yeah, but he does, he's not watching Monday Night Football. His job he doesn't is even know what football basketball. is. Right, he doesn't know what game is going on. He probably <laughs> had that tweet typed up, sent it, and then saw the Demar Hamlin stuff, like, yeah. like the Skip Bayless tweet. Bad. Like you can get no. mad at. I I think it's kind of a nothing burger, but it, like there there's way more. You're way more justified in getting mad at like Skip Bayless or Adam Schefter yeah. than you are getting mad at John Rostein because. Like he just he he sent the wrong tweet at the wrong time. Like he just. I was a little annoyed with Schefter when I watched like the analysis, but then I'm like, "What the fuck can you do?" Like you're just kind of panicking at that point. Like I'm sure there was someone in his ear going, "You just need to talk." Like it's like Wayne's World when Wayne leaves and Garth's just sitting there, like, "I'm here." Like what, you know, what do I do now? You know, I got to give them credit. They did the best they could in that situation. And um, I'm just, you know, I'm sure this is segue to DeMar and then we'll talk other stuff. Uh, I'm glad. I mean, it's it's amazing that he's doing well. He's responsive. Um, he's holding hands with his family, right? That was like the most recent update. Yeah. Yeah. He, wrote, he can only communicate through writing, I believe, is what they said. And he like wrote down, asked if they won the game. <laughs> Football guy. Yeah, football guy. Football guy shit. Buffalo, give him a lifetime contract for that. Um, And I really, I I have takes about the Bills and Josh Allen and all those guys, but how they handled that whole thing, I mean, you can't get any better. It's like the scariest thing I've ever seen in sports, honestly. It happened. Like, I wasn't watching it, but I went to bed. And I saw it on my phone and I like just gasped like, oh, my God. And and Cassie's like, what happened? I showed the video and I was just mortified. I think I stayed up till like midnight just trying to see what was going on with him. And like it's it's just so jarring and it makes it made me not want to watch for I mean, I'm sure I'm going to watch this weekend. But like it just kind of you get that kick in the pants like man, there's so many more important things in life than this stupid football game. And Yeah, I and I'm glad ultimately that – I'm glad ultimately that the NFL postponed it because if the NFL had kept the game on, I don't know how I could justify continuing to watch NF- the NFL. No. Like that That was – that is one of those moments where like if they, if they play this game, I do not know. Like – There's no coming back be, from it. 
Right. You can't like say you like care about the players and you have like and you have like twenty two shell shocked people running at each other full speed. And like if <laughs> I said this comparison and I saw an article about it earlier in the day before this whole thing happened, like the NFL, if they did let that game move forward and resume after like, you know, a half hour, an hour, it would be like that story that came out about an Amazon worker dying in the warehouse and they just stacked boxes around the dead employee until the coroners came like hours later and made everyone work around them. Like that would literally be almost the exact same thing. And I know it's different because obviously DeMar is is going trending in the right direction, but like, that's kind of what made me think of. I'm like, man, if, if the NFL doesn't cancel this game or postpone it, this is one of the most inhumane things I've seen. Uh, for, I understand you're in the business to make money, but you know, if someone dies on your broadcast, I mean, there's no coming back from it. It, it would take years to to recover, if not decades. And a couple, and a couple things on the positive note, like he is trending in the right direction. Yes. The fact that the first thing he wrote down was "Did we win?" <laughs> was was great. Yeah. Um, what the doctor replied with was cringe. So cringe. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, like shout out, shout out to the on-field staff. Absolutely. Because, like, what they did and what they were able to do, like, saved his life. Like, literally saved his life. So, yeah. like, that shout out a huge, huge, massive shout out to them. For, for them acting so quickly and shout out to the medical staff him being D- Damar Hamlin being neurologically intact after after like being medically dead for who knows how many minutes mm-hmm. is fucking unbelievable it is nothing short of a miracle he was dead on the field for what five ten five ish minutes wasn't he yeah, like but when you do what CPR, people were saying. you're doing you're doing CPR because someone is not fucking breathing. Yeah. The fact that the fact that he's neurologically intact is is a miracle. It's a miracle. Yeah. And you know, whether or not he plays football after this is irrelevant. Yeah. But like it's hit, shout out to the medical staff and like the in like the fact that he's the fact that you know he's trending in the right direction that he can communicate that he's going to be able to see the outpouring of support from people all around. And his, his toy drive got up to what? 7 million. Yeah. Yeah. And the <laughs> fact that like his toy drive is like, he's raised $7 million for his toy drive is like, that's wonderful. Like, like it's one of the, it's one of the only things left in America that you can, that you can feel good about <laughs> basically Shout everything else. To, is, uh... Tom Everything Brady. else in this shit country is fucking is fucking awful, and we're just burning ourselves alive. But every once in a while, we do the right thing. Yeah, we come together at you know at the times when we we really need to for the most part, like when we really need to rally around each other, you know, for something like this, we we show out. Um, Side note: Before we try to move move along, uh, I think it's funny that Tom Brady, Matt Stafford, and like John, like just every 
player you can think of gave more money to his toy drive than the Washington Commanders did. Um, I just had to note that. But tomorrow, uh, also, yeah. Um, with your GoFundMe money, just a suggestion: <laughs> do not use it to buy podcasting equipment. <laughs> Don't. Oh no. I'm Walter White. I'm Walter White, handcuffed to the back of an SUV, screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Equipment. Don't do it. Here's your game checks. Ace Ace is looking at how much money he got and just slamming the desk. <laughs> Denzel Washington. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next, like, he's like, how much money? How much what kind of podcasting gear can I buy for a couple million? <laughs> oh god. That will get clipped by someone. But um I do not care. Go well, ahead and clip it. I do no, not we're, care. We're getting back to our normal schedule. Um, we recorded tonight, Thursday night, you know, January 6th special. But uh, also, we are going to plan on recording Sunday night. But uh, there's a pretty big game going on Sunday night. There's actually a so, couple going on. So so let me let me preface this with this. So the NFL, in when they're trying to figure out what to do about about this about the about the Bengals Bills game. Right, because this game is that game was incredibly important to Buffalo and and because, Cincinnati and Cincinnati. If Buffalo wins that game, they can have the one seed. But them not playing this game essentially guarantees, especially guarantee, essentially guarantees Kansas City the one seed. So they're trying to figure out what to do. Um, you know, pushing the playoffs back a week. Um, you know, maybe doing it. You know, maybe trying, maybe playing only three quarters. Um, but one thing I saw that I personally am a fan of uh, is they just go fuck it. We're going to eight teams. It sounds like that's a very real possibility. Which one is fucking hilarious because you know that's what they want to do anyway. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you know they want to go to eight and they know that once they go to eight they're not going back down to seven you get eight so the fact, teams in two days you know for wild card weekend yeah <laughs> so the fact that goodell that the fact that goodell floated that out there is like a as like as an option is so fucking that's classic that's classic nfl ownership is just like using using an unprecedented event to like make an extra buck <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Uh, but you, I am in favor of it because it helps out my Detroit Lions. So, so yeah, we we were going to record Sunday night, but um, you know the we're, the the folks, the Lions are on Sunday night football, and <laughs> well, 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 how the turntables. Uh, they need the Rams' help on Sunday, and it's doable. Probable? I don't know. D- depending on the state, since this team is in basically every starter's hurt, you have enough to beat the Seahawks. But if the Rams beat Seattle at around, I think that game starts at, yeah, it's 425 e- Eastern. Um, if the Rams beat Seattle on Sunday in Seattle, which is tough, but this time they got Baker Mayfield. So let's see what he can do. Um, you know, Kind of half sarcasm, but you never know. And then if the Rams win, 
the Lions on Sunday night football in front of the whole nation at Lambeau Field get to try to bury Aaron Rodgers and end his Green Bay Packer career by knocking him out of the playoffs and the Lions going possibly going from one and six to nine and eight would be a hell of a story. And it, it, I, I really hope the Rams do it. Like See, badly. even I without so bad for Detroit. Even without the playoffs, I want the opportunity to bear an Aaron to bury Aaron Rodgers. Right. Because there's a scenario because here's here's here in my in my gut is what I know is going to happen. The Packers are going to win by like two to three scores. Okay. Mm. Uh Aaron Rodgers is gonna get interviewed by Tracy or uh who Who's the sideline reporter for NBC? It's it's Lisa Michelle. Salters, right? No, I think that's Michelle Tafoya. No, Tafoya left. Tafoya, Michelle Lisa Tafoya Salter got canceled. Is, is ESPN? Um, no, she moved. She moved to NBC. I'm pretty sure. No, she was there Monday night. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, whoever. Yeah, who's ever on the sideline for Sunday night? Aaron Rodgers is going to be the smuggest cocksucker. Yep. Uh, this side that side of Lake Michigan. Uh, he is going to be such a smug piece of shit. Yep. And then he's going to, in the wild, and then he's going in the wild card round. He's going to choke. He's going to go to Dallas and throw three interceptions. He's going to choke. <laughs> he's going to choke. He, he's going to, he's going to make Dallas keep Mike McCarthy when Sean Payton is literally like dreaming up staffs for any team that wants him. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like straight up, like that's that's what's going to happen. So even if even if the Seahawks win, I want the Lions to just I want the Lions to be there on Rodgers. It's important to sweep the Packers. Yeah. Okay. Finishing the season nine and eight when you don't when your your top pick is not affected by whether or not you win or lose, like that's important. Like beating the Packers seven and or. Five and one against your division. Eating the Packers in Lambeau is the final SOL curse that Dan Campbell is the final SOL dragon Dan Campbell needs to slay. Yeah. That's what I You win a road game, you beat the Packers, you you get to five hundred. If you beat the Packers in Lambeau, everything's on the table next season. And Dan Campbell that is the he has final dragon. We're gonna play spoiler if 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 we're going that game knowing we can't get in the playoffs, we're gonna to try to play spoiler. Like fuck yeah, let's do it. That team is. I think they're. I think I'm not gonna predict they'll win, but I think Goff's gonna play awesome. I think the. I think the team's gonna come out to play. They're gonna to have to because I'm not. I don't like to blame the refs, but shit. Sometimes there's some. Green Lambo Bay refs some, are real, man. Lambo Green Bay gets some pretty good calls. Like, they get a pretty, they get a pretty solid whistle at home. Like, I will say if, that if Jair Alexander did that thing to Justin Jefferson, where he just you know denied him, and then he did the gritty on him, or he basically just shoved him to the ground, and then he did the gritty. Holy shit! Anywhere else, he's getting it. He's getting at least one flag for OPI or for DPI, if not two, both for taunting. Like they kicked their ass. I mean, you knew that was happening. You knew it was inevitable. But like. I'm just sitting there watching that play. I'm like, how do they not throw? I know it's Green Bay, but like, this is taunting. This is just textbook taunting. But it didn't really matter in the end. 
you know, because they got whooped. I mean, the Vikings, I kind of think they're the most fraudulent 12-win team I've ever seen. They're in contention for sure. I mean, I really – like, you know, it's it's been said, right? The – like, they're a 12-win team with a negative point differential. Like, I mean – points. Like, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Like – Trying to see – who they would play right now as a sixth seed? Would it be Carter? Do you know? Don't they lead the? Didn't they lead the North? They they won the North, so they're yeah, the, they would play the, 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 they'll play the sixth seed. Um, I think it's um, that would be Giants. that would be New York. Oh, it is the Giants. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah, it would be the Giants. Vikings Giants playoff. Yeah, it's the Giants. Um, I mean the Giants are a tough team. They play really good defense. Um, I mean, their offense, you know, they got Saquon and Daniel Dimes is actually, he might get extended by them. But I don't know if Came I trust the Giants to go in there. It, it could be one of those games the Vikings win another super razor sharp close game. Plus, Kayvon Thibodeau is a fucking savage. <laughs> yeah, that beef with him <laughs> and Jeff Saturday is so fucking funny. I laughed out loud when he said he didn't know who Jeff Saturday was. That's his version of Raiders look awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I that image was like, I, I mean, I'm glad Nick Foles is okay. He's okay, right? He's fine. Broken ribs, but, you know. Ooh, yeah. Well, he will be okay. Ribs can heal. So, Nick Foles, if you listen, sorry. Um, that whole thing with up. him riding on the ground and doing the snow, you know, reminded me of, like, if, if you play Madden NFL and, like, the quarterback just goes down and you see like a, a crazy celebration right next to his writhing body. I'm like, this looks like a Madden glitch just played out in real life. Like it was just so jarring to see. Um, yeah. I mean, even if the lions don't win this game, you know, yeah. Losing green Bay sucks, but like going from three and 13 and one to eight and nine at worst, that's you're, you're in the right direction. I mean, did I can't remember none of us we really didn't do predictions of playoff teams. Um did any of us predict the lines of being the playoffs? I kind of want to look at our account. Uh, no. No, I don't <laughs> think so. I think a lot of us I think Trevor was like I think Trevor was the most spot on where he's like, they'll get close. Um I, did uh well, Lucas? You sent this in our chat earlier. Carter, how's your dad feeling right now? Oh, probably not great. Have you, have you checked in on your dad? No. <laughs> for, for context, um, there is a there is a rumor. I, I think it's just straight up rumor right now that um, if if Mike McDaniel's Dolphins lose this last game against, I believe the Patriots, right? I think no. No, the Patriots play the Bills. They'll be the Jets. So the Jets, yeah. Um, because the Dolphins need to literally win just one game to get in, and yeah. it's been tough. They were eight and three like a month and a half ago, and like they were actually at one point, not maybe not the one seed in the AFC, but like the Bills were third place in the AFC East, while the Dolphins and Jets were on top of them. Now they're eight and eight. With a good shot at with a, with a possibility of going eight nine, I think they're going to win this game. Um, 
Jets are uh, tough, though. It's going to be tough without Tua. But there's this rumor floating around now, if you don't know, that that uh, Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, might fire McDaniels and some of his coordinators. Like, after one year, you know, because they were 3-0, 3-3, 8-3, 8-8. And he's not happy with that. But I'm just like looking at this going, dude, did you not see your quarterback like has gotten his brain scrambled two times? And that's cost you how like at least what four games? At least. At least four games. You split those. You're ten and you're ten and six going this week. And you probably don't need to start him. Like you're it's irrelevant. You're probably locked into your seed. If they did that to him, it makes me think. I think we talked about it. We, it, it, that's I forget which one you said it. Um, that that Stephen Ross maybe thinks he can get Jim Harbaugh, hmm. but I don't know how you'd want to give up on Mike McDaniel after one year. That would be, I think that'd be one of the biggest mistakes he would ever commit. And I think I think firing Brian Flores was a mistake. Yeah, my Mike McDaniel coach of the year pick is dead. <laughs> It was looking great, man, at eight and three. Yeah. It was looking so, so good. And I love well, well, here's the thing. Who's coach of the year? Like uh Nick Sirianni. Or Dable. Dable so? or Sirianni's gonna win it. Yeah, I, probably yeah. Dable, especially if the Giants get in the playoffs. Well, they are in the playoffs, aren't they? Aren't they, they are. They, yeah, they, they, are, are, they are in. Yeah, no, yeah. He it should be Dable. Yeah. I think I think with the roster, not that it's talent depleted, but like especially it's without Saquon, they're not a playoff team. And no. like I think that's just a hell of a hell of a coaching job and just getting this team to buy into him after years of like all due respect, Spartan Dog, Pat Shermer, you know, hmm. Joe Judge, you know, I don't know, however many other people they just pulled. And from the Belichick tree, and we're like, oh, let's just see if this guy works. Um, you know, they were even at a point of looking at Matt Patricia uh, to be the next head coach. So, you know, they were down in the dumps. I think Sirianni's done a hell of a job, but that roster is just so loaded. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, you should go 13 and four or 14 and three. Like, if you don't, what? why do we fucking care? Um, I. I don't know. I think firing him would be a really bad move. Um, but, you know, the Rams will happily take him if uh, if their o- offensive coordinator leaves. Mike McDaniel, come on, ho- come on, baby. We'll take you. Sean, Sean will take care of you. Another Sean. Or wait, not Kyle Shannon. Jesus, I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, you know, we'll take care of you. But, you know, we can talk. Our last thing we'll talk about. Well, like. What so? What do you think? What do you guys think is going to happen this weekend in the NFL? I know, Sparno, you pretty much think the Packers are going to win, right? Uh, you know, in my in my gut, I just it's just hard. You know, at Lambeau, it's you know, Dan Campbell can talk all he wants about you know getting them hyped up no matter what and yada yada yada, but it. If they're out of the playoffs, I mean that's now you're now you're asking now you're asking for some a pretty tall task out of these guys, you know. So 
I just, I just don't, I don't know. I, I personally think that that the Packers, the Packers are going to win by two or three scores. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a dick in the post game, and they're going to lose next week. So, hmm. I think, yeah. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be close. It just gives me like me this too. game kind of gives me the vibe of like uh, the Lions have like a shot to win it at the end of the game and something I do, goes wrong. I do too. I'm not going to pick a winner because my track record sucks, but like I just want a really good game. Like I already told Cassie, like I'm staying up to watch this fucking thing. Like I want to watch it. And if it ends up in a blowout, either way, I'll turn it off early. But I'm like, we need a classic to end this game. And I would just love for the Lions to win it just to see what Dan Campbell does on the field. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. If they win this game, if they win, if they yeah, win if this If the game, Rams win and they win this game to get in the playoffs, yeah. If, if Regardless, I think. Right. Regard, if they win this game, regardless of whether or not that gets them into the playoffs, either because the Rams win or the NFL goes, fuck it, we're going to eight teams. Yeah, Dan Campbell. I, I know Brian Dable, like whatever. Dan Campbell should be coach of the year. He deserves to be definitely in contention. It, yeah, if they expand it to eight and Dan Campbell gets in, and uh, Dable's there too, yeah, it's going to be that could be one of the most split votes coach of the year uh, awards. And it would, and if he wins, me and Trevor get the coach of the year pick. Right, <laughs> I'm looking at it. Uh, is Nick Bosa doing pretty good this year? It's probably stupid. He's going to win the, he's going to win deep defensive player of the year. You, you and Trevor got that wrapped up then. Yeah. Uh, Carter's who did, offensive player. Who did you guys, huh? Who did you, who do we all have for D-Roy? Defensive rookie of the year. We didn't, do I don't think we did those. We didn't do rookie. Well, I you know that. Hutchinson. I probably would have picked Kayvon Thibodeau or Hutchinson. Yeah. I, Honestly, like this isn't like a oh fuck Hutchinson thing. Like I legitimately think James Houston should win Defensive Rookie of the Year. <laughs> like to do what to good. put up the numbers you're putting up in only six games, yeah, is insane. That you you've got a monster on your hands. Like it's it, the future line is so fucking bright right now, mm-hmm. and it's only going to get better. Like it, it also. It, this is a this is a public service announcement to all our listeners. If you if someone can get me Todd McShay's email, <laughs> so I can try to convince him to double down on his Jalen Carter comments, I will give you five hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm going to guess T McShay at ESPN.com, <laughs> and if I get it, you owe me five hundred bucks. I don't want his ESPN email. I want his per- I want his personal Gmail. It's uh, Todd Todd Todd. <laughs> Carter's offensive player of the year is looking pretty good. Justin Jefferson. I had Jamar Chase, and if he didn't get hurt, I'd probably be right there with you, buddy. Yeah. Devonte Adams is pretty good, but I just I don't think he's going to get it, just because the team is just complete dog ass. And he's like the he's like the only bright point in that team. Well, the defense is pretty good. Eh, not really. Never mind. Uh, MVP. I mean, I think Trevor is the only one who I don't think he's going to win it, but he's got Mahomes. I mean, do we think Jalen Hurts is going to get it now that he's missed a couple games? No. 
Because like no, Nick, remember I, Carson Wentz got hurt, and then his MVP <clears throat> his MVP tenure was done. So I think Mahomes is going to win it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you can miss. Like as 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 like as good of a season that Jalen Hurts has had. I don't. I don't think as and as unfair as it is. Right. I don't think you can be an MVP candidate in this time. You can miss like a game. Right. You, you can, can be resting. Game, but that's it. Yeah. And then everyone for the Super Bowl teams are still alive. Uh, Mr. Landis picked Buffalo. That's all he did to say Buffalo. So he's still alive. Carter, your your Buccaneers and Chiefs pick is still alive. If the Bucks make a run. <laughs> oh, I hope not. I pray to oh, I pray not. I'm that scared. Kind of feels like they're rounding into form this time. <clears throat> it does. It feels like it feels like they're gonna like make a sneaky run in the NFC title game or something. Um then Trevor had Tampa Bay versus the Chargers, who I mean a month ago the playoffs weren't looking good for him and they've they've kind of gotten it rolling. That team I think could be a sneaky Super Bowl contender, like to get in. I don't know if they can win it, but they've got they could be this year's Bengals. They could sneak in. Or no, they didn't sneak in, but like they could just kind of slip by everybody. And then play the top seed and and beat them. I'm like they have enough firepower to beat anybody in the AFC. I just don't know if Brandon Staley's the coach to really throw all the chips in. Like I I don't know if I would be comfortable saying he can go into Kansas City and beat Andy Reid. I don't know if I can do that. Uh, I would not be able to do that. No, I'm not able to do that because he had an opportunity to freak one and he didn't do it. So, um. Yeah, other than that, I mean, our division picks are pretty much split. You know, we botched a couple. We botched the AFC South for sure. But <laughs> who, could have, who could have seen that coming with the Jaguars? I really hope they do it. I really hope they do it. That'd man. be awesome. Oh, I think they're going to. I, I think, think they're, they're going. I think they're going to roll Tennessee. Tennessee. I have no problem saying that and being wrong, but I think they're going to smoke Tennessee. Yep. Um, Tennessee is just wait, 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 wait. Doug Peterson should actually be in contention for coach of the year, though. Yeah, good point. Yeah, he should. If you yeah, coach I mean, the Jaguars if, if he to can the, get them in, ooh, he, he might sneak by and win it and make the playoffs. Trevor Lawrence, he's got Trevor Lawrence looking awesome to be able to undo everything that Urban Meyer did in just a year. Is like, I think this is Trevor Lawrence's real rookie year. Yeah. I mean, I know it's, I know obviously it's his second year, but like, it feels like this is his first year where it's like, finally you have like this staff like that knows their shit and it's like we're gonna you're gonna be fucking good we'll make sure of it can you uh, imagine when they add calvin ridley next year oh my god <laughs> are they gonna trade or would it would they would the falcons just release him they traded for him they did yeah like at the deadline oh my god ago. i totally forgot about that um yeah our nfc north pick and we all had the packers but you know, we expect we just it's kind of they get the Green Bay bump. Uh, NFC West was definitely our most contended division, and uh, everyone but Trevor, we all kind of shit the bed. But um, anyway, I don't know. I don't have anything else to add this week. I mean, a couple you... MSU football departures. Yes, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, we'll finish on that. Well, the first one I guess we could say is Marco Coleman, the defensive line coach, is heading back to Georgia Tech. Um, Hurts, I guess. I guess Brent Key really liked him. Makes sense. Um, that hurts. I think that position will. I think that position will be okay. Um, uh, 
Kevin Vickerson probably gets promoted to defensive line coach. And then Brandon Jordan has some, he'll probably, I think, get a little bit of promotion as well. So I don't think that position will suffer as badly. Uh, so hmm. that'll be okay. Yeah. And then the one that hurts so bad, Elijah Collins, man. Oh. The guy, I mean, he stuck it out. We kind of thought it could happen eventually, but he yeah, stuck it out for so like it long. Was happen. But, you know, absolutely no ill will, no, no feelings of, 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 vitriol towards him whatsoever just it's good luck to good luck to him and uh i i had a a dog for lunch in honor of him today he's a spartan dog we love him yep hope he he goes and kills it wherever he goes come back wherever you want come back Um, and be our running backs coach in a couple years when people are saying coleman i thought he on coleman i'm like what did he really fucking leave um Oh yeah, Keon Coleman sticking to football only. Um, it's a good decision. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. it's the best decision. Um, it's I think that kind of gives a hint that he's going to try to go pro after this year. Probably should. Probably he has probably the probably he should. has he has everything you need to be a he, pro. He has the talent, and if he just cooks in the oven the whole off season, just focusing on football. I mean, we could see a monster next year, even bigger monster, especially with with Kate Hauser throwing to him. <laughs> oh, speaking it into existence, um, wasn't there something really? Nothing was there any other movement? Uh, trying to think. Um, and I guess the sanctions that Michigan football might be facing are coming tomorrow. So that'll Probably be interesting. Slap on the wrist. Because there is a rumor that Jim Harbaugh is going to make an announcement tomorrow to the team. So he gone. I, I hope I, don't know. I think he's staying. I don't think he's gone. Yeah. Anywhere. No, I want him to stay. I want Mel because if he goes, then I think that gives Mel Mel needs to reprove himself. I think. Like for me at least, like call me a psychopath or whatever, but like, I don't know. Mel's in prove it time. And one of the ways you prove it is you beat Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. You know, you beat him in 2020 COVID. You beat him in 2021 Kenneth Walker. You need to be, you need, you need to go. You need to beat him again. You need to redeem yourself. Like I said, if Mel's if Mel's gonna make if Mel's gonna stick with the staff he currently has, he needs to win nine games, and one of them and one of the wins has to be Michigan. He has to have some big wins next year. Yeah, I like straight up. I mean, like Penn State. Penn State just won a Rose Bowl with Sean Clifford as their quarterback. They're they're a great team. They're talented. A Thirty year old quarterback. Right. You're you're in danger of falling to fourth in the Big Ten East, of being perpetually fourth in the Big Ten East. Yeah. You need to fucking prove it. Otherwise, I, why the fuck are we paying you nine and a half million dollars? Like off topic, but I think a realignment of the divisions is gonna happen. Well, yeah, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, as as the divisions currently stand. Right. Yeah, no, I right? agree. And then, and then once USC and UCLA join, and Luke Fickle gets Wisconsin, like you need to, like you need to, you need to kick it into gear. Yep. I don't think it's going to take Luke Fickle very long at all. 
No, it's not. No, Wisconsin. It could be this year. I, I firmly believe they will win the Big Ten West uh, this coming year. Yeah, they will. I think. I think he is going to crush that division and own it until Ryan Day leaves Ohio State and Mama comes and says, "Come home." <laughs> That's what I firmly believe will happen now. I just don't want to look lifeless against Ohio State next year. If we do, I'm going to be like, okay, this is. Yeah, like I was listening to Graham Couch, and uh, you know, this is before the season went into a big shit show. He was like, I think 2023 is the first year where you can really, you should really start to compete with Ohio State more. Not necessarily win, but like make it a respectable score, cover the spread, or like give them a game, you know, into the third quarter or something. And I'm like. I'm fine with that. I could I could live with that. Like, you know, if we lose them 42 to 28, I mean, that sucks, but, like, I could live with that. Like, if we're down one touchdown in the third quarter or the fourth quarter, I can live That's with that. That's more so what I want. Yeah, I can live with that. And that, you know, during the, pre, during the prime D'Antonio years, I'm like, nope, fuck that. We can beat these guys. But, like, you know, we got to build ourselves back up a little bit. Yeah. 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 Got great recruiting classes coming in, so that'll help. Yeah, you know, top twenty-five gets you somewhere, but you know, you gotta get you gotta start creeping up in the twenties and the fifteens and the tens to really win a national championship. Um I mean, we're only proposing (laughs) we're only I'm only holding Mel to the um the standards he did. Right, I'm only holding Mel to the standards he set himself. Yeah. Right. He, if you can't recruit at Michigan State, you cannot recruit. Well, and whether he needs to, whether he needs to whip the bagmen into shape, or, or figure out how to get more of these guys on campus, or how to stop being in the top fours, but not being the one they, but not being the ones they pick. Right. Like you need to figure it out because if you can't recruit at Michigan State. You can't recruit anyway. Yeah, I mean, well, hey, you never know. Like TCU, last year they were five and seven. Look at where they're at now. Well, we're I gonna mean, do it. I I don't know. <laughs> we're I, gonna I do just, it. I'm so I'm so cynical. Like this season has made me so cynical, and it's just like, and like I don't know, like. Maybe I should be realigning my expectations given where the program is in term relative, but these are the expectations Mel set for himself, right? He's the one who took the higher contract. He's the one who said, you know, who said that shit about recruiting and building a national champion. All right. It's bullshit coach speak. Sure. But if you're not willing to back it up, then why should we continue to employ you? Right. No, you're a hundred. I, I think we can all agree with that for the most part, or, you know, we can't agree with it. Um, yeah. Good pod. Um, real quick. Who do you think is going to win the national title? Georgia, uh, Georgia. I'll go contrarian and say TCU pulls off a big upset. Uh, biggest one since USC, Texas or most, ex- I think, no, most exciting national title game since USC, Texas. I, I don't remember a national championship 
that I've watched where I was like, wow, I did not expect that team to win. We're due. We're due. Max Dugan looks like Connor Cook, so <laughs> I'm going to ride that energy. And uh, he's going to he's gonna get this team. To, he's going to carry this team to a victory. But even if he doesn't, I'm fine with Georgia. Whatever. I like Kirby Smart. I like all those guys. Um, fellas, good pod. Um, we will talk sometime next week. We'll be definitely given. I'm sure we'll talk NFL playoffs or something. Um, and the, obviously the Michigan game coming up on in less than 48 hours at 2.30. And uh, and then uh, we'll just go from there. But, fellas, and everyone, have a great weekend. Enjoy the January 6th, um, you know, celebrations, whatever parties you're going to, um, storming events. Send us pictures and videos. Any Kenneth Walker celebrations. (laughs) You know, Gary McNamara couldn't couldn't make it on. Uh, We thought he'd be on. That's why Spartan Dog announced him. But uh, it just didn't work out. He was busy dr- driving uh, to the East Coast somewhere. Um, he didn't really say where he was going, but all we could get out of him is that he was busy. And, yeah, but, oh, yeah, yeah, two years uh, since Kenneth Walker III blessed us with his commitment. And uh, we got the best running back in America who should have won the 2021 Heisman uh, in our backfield. But uh, we love you, Kenneth Walker. I'm against you this weekend. I hope you have a great game, but I hope the Rams win. And, you know, let's get the Lions in the playoffs, beat that bitch Aaron Rodgers, and uh, go green. Go white. Go white. Go Gene think. <laughs>